Welcome to the Unnamed Adventures Podcast, where we share the never-ending story of our lives from the traditional lifestyle and one where we travel the U.S. and live the debt-free life since 2019. Of course, with our two dogs, Sammy, a rambunctious red healer, and Pippi, our ball-loving yellow lab. Each episode, we will share our experience, travel tips, and cool things we've learned while on the road. We will venture to new places, learn and try new things, interview cool people, and share our experiences with the world. On today's episode, we will interview Glenn, the founder of EJ Case, which produces X-Torch, and his wife Katie. Before we jump in today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick highlight of our guests, Gene and Katie. Gene was inspired to find EJ Case after much travel and development work while in Equatorial Guinea, Africa, the Dominican Republic, and other remote world locations that lacked in power and lighting. He saw children fearful and unable to study after sunset, families lost of productive evening hours, and expensive cell phone recharging costs. Gene designed the EJ Case X-Torch to be rugged enough for the extreme remote locations and at the same time, ideal for home everyday use. Katie brings her Dominican charm and insight for her international perspective. She best understands what it's like to live without reliable lighting and power having to grow up in the Dominican Republic. At least 25% of the retail sales profit goes to the X-Torch donations to international partners. They are already helping with disaster relief efforts in over 30 countries. Welcome, Katie and Gene, to the Unnamed Adventures podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, you betcha. (laughs) We are recording this podcast in lower Alabama near Mobile. Where are you guys currently located at? We are located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, aka the North Pole. (laughs) Well, we're not right on the North Pole, but we're expecting 15 below zero tomorrow night. So it kind of feels like that sometimes. Oh, burr, burr. That's uh, where I met Amy. And, uh, you know, it, you got to have some thick skin to to bear the winters yes. up there. Damn. Or a lot of long underwear. Yes, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird kind of changing clothes from, uh, you know, the winter gear to more summer spring gear down here. But, uh, you know, we're getting ready for a ski trip in Montana. So we're Got to start thinking about the, the different layers of long underwear for when we do get, you know, the colder days, we can actually go out and enjoy it. Yeah, that's how you survive. Yep. Oh, yeah. So in your guys' words, you know, what made you start EJ Case or do you just go with X-Torch? Well, EJ Case is the company. It's emergency just in case, but we just go with X-Torch because it's the only device that we make. And we started it because we we both have done a lot of international development and a lot of international travel and we've worked in places where there's no reliable light and power. And we see what happens to kids. They, you know, they live in fear. They don't get to study at night. You walk around in the dark businesses close and seeing that we realized that lighting is key and backup power is key, especially with the advent of cell phones being sort of the conduit now for empowerment for small families and small businesses in the middle and remote areas. So light and power here, they're kind of out of luck. Yeah. And also um, in remote areas, developing countries also 
um, they use a lot of kerosene lamp and that's oh, very yeah. toxic. Yeah. And I am from the Dominican Republic originally. And so growing up, you know, and even now the light goes out all the time. And so you will either use a candle or kerosene. And so we've had lots of stories of houses burning down because they forget to turn <clears throat> to turn off the candle. Also, uh, the toxicity of those gases. Um, it's so, really tough on kids in yeah, particular. And yeah, and then at night, what do you do? You need light to cook. You need light to uh, do your homework. It's just different when you have light and it's not everything completely dark. So we kept thinking, you know, and, and usually there's a lot of sun out there. So why not take advantage of the sun and do something that you don't have to buy batteries anymore either? So it's a, a, a cost saving unit. As it well. is. And, and this X torch, you can plug it into the wall and charge it up in about 40 minutes with a wall outlet or a USB plug. Or else you can stick in the sun and charges up in about 20 hours. And this, this is key. This is pivotal for people who don't have light and power. And, of course, it always works well here in the United States for people who are camping, going off grid, don't want to carry a bunch of different devices or use those ugly throwaway batteries, which are polluting the world. And then at home, because you can stick it in the windowsill and it, whenever there's sun, it's always charging. Mm -hmm. So we, they, we they, and that's, a, that, that's it exactly. You know, I've used mine everywhere and anywhere, you know, I'm finding new and different uses for it, you know, all the time, you know, whether it's, you know, kind of a, a bedside nightstand light, yeah. light, you know, when I'm crawling into bed late and, you know, don't want to wake up, uh, Amy or the dogs or anything like that, or, you know, just mm -hmm. a backpacking trip or just throwing in my gym bag, you know, to charge my cell phone while I'm working out or something. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It works. It works. I'm glad that you're using it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But this, um, go, go, no, go ahead. What the story is, is that, you know, you asked us how, why and how and where and all that stuff, but you know, that was like five years ago. So we've been working on this project for five years and we've gone through so many renditions, prototypes, testing, manufacturing runs. And, and now we have something that is better than anything else out there. But it takes a long time from idea to actually realizing a project like this. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was one of your biggest challenges with starting XTorch? No, I think the biggest challenge is that, you know, you start a project like this and you come up with an idea and you think, well, I want to make this flashlight, which is solar powered and stick it in a window and works and, and then donate monies to third world countries. It's a nice idea, but you got to realize that ultimately that none of us are good at everything. And so I kind of jumped into it and Katie and myself, and we thought, well, we'll, we'll just do it. But then we realized we're really bad at some things and we're really good at other things. So I think the greatest challenge was just figuring out where we needed to reach out and get help from other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's time consuming. Oh, it's huge. Sometimes it's very frustrating. You know, we manufacture in China. And so all that communication back and forth, sometimes they don't understand what you're trying to say. Uh, the shipping also is very challenging sometimes Yep. Uh, from China. So there are a lot of moving parts and keeping track of everything. It's sometimes it's very challenging. It's rewarding because like you say, you use your extors for your everyday use. So we, when we hear stories, it's, it's very rewarding, but it's 
the whole process is challenging sometimes. It's much bigger than we ever would have thought and all consuming. Yeah, no, that, that, that's absolutely awesome that, you know, to be able to see something just from an idea or a napkin sketch, you know, to an actual product, you know, that people are using. Yeah, that's where it comes from. But it's like Katie said, it's really worthwhile that this month we're donating 2,000 torches to, let's see, 1,000 to Haiti and 1,000 to Venezuela's refugees coming into Colombia and 1,000 solar panels. So after this last year, we've had a pretty successful year. This is the best part. Given the way, given way these things, that's the best part. And seeing the pictures, wow. that's, that's amazing because it's, it becomes bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And that's the trick. Yeah, that, that is super cool. Well, Do you have so. any issues of to be able to donate to those, you know, being able to connect with those people to get them the actual product when you are able to donate it? Oh, it, that's a huge challenge. Shipping internationally will just ruin your life. <laughs> so <laughs> we have, you know, lots of places we want to donate to, but we can't do it because you just can't get these things in the country. Because if you traveled internationally a lot, to especially developing, developing countries, the, the level of corruption is amazing. So you send a box and the box never arrives or the box ends up spending a lot of time in customs and they just hold it until someone comes in and gives them a bribe. And if you don't want to do that, then, then you, you don't get to distribute. It's, it's very complicated. Yeah. So we, what we've done, we partnered with an organization that, so we, we ship it. Uh, sometimes we ship it here in the United States yep. and then they take them from here and they put it either in their backpacks or they have like a some kind of arrangement in costumes because they have, you know, do that a lot. Um, so that sometimes helps. Or if it's small organizations, they will distribute it in around uh, among the people that are coming to this country and they put it in their suitcase or their backpacks and that's how they bring yeah. it. So, so we we partner with Compassion International yep. and with Bethany Christian services and they're pretty big organizations. So they have to, they have ways of getting it in. Yep. They they know the tricks. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So what countries have you guys traveled to, you know, oh. to kind of help discover that you really wanted to be able to give back and, you know, the, the need for that. Oh, we kind of been a lot of places. I've been throughout Europe and lived there a couple of years and through the Middle East and to Syria and Jordan and Israel and Turkey. And then we've been in a bunch of different countries throughout Africa and of course in the Caribbean. And uh, I just, I don't know, I've probably been in 25 different countries or so and, and lived in three for quite a while. And you get a real taste of what works and what doesn't work. And again, you come to these places and you think, oh, I'm going to solve all these problems. But Ultimately, there's, you can do just so much and there are key strategies that work. And that's why we came up with the X-Torch because it's a key strategy. People take these things, they don't get stolen, they can put them in their pockets and they make a difference in their lives as opposed to like putting solar panels on top of the school. That's a huge project, but the involvement in that and the possibility of those solar panels getting stolen or whatever, it's... I, we gained a certain amount of wisdom mm -hmm. through our travels on what works and that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome. Um, out, out of your travels, you know, what is your favorite location? 
Well, I'll say <laughs> the Dominican Republic, of course. We were there last summer. Yep. Uh, because my family, part of my family, lives there, and we spent we spent time at the beach, which is beautiful. Snorkeling. Oh, yeah. wonder, beautiful fish. Oh, that yeah. was. I, you you got to keep thinking of those memories with the weather that you guys are going to oh, be having. Yeah. <laughs> we have pictures. Tell pictures. me about it. I was there last Christmas too to escape the winter. Um, and we went to Punta Cana, we went to Samaná, Las Terrenas, which is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so I'm a little biased with Dominican Republic. <laughs> I don't know, Jim has <laughs> a special place up north. Yeah, well, I'm from northern Minnesota, up on the Iron Range, pretty close to Canada, right, not too far from the Boundary Water. So, you know, that's really my favorite part of the world. And Katie kind of looks at me funny every time I go up there, even in the middle of winter. But, you know, you're from a place and it feels like home and I get there and it just it just works for me, especially around the Boundary Waters. That that oh, really yeah. lights my fire. Yeah. Yeah. The well, sunsets up there are gorgeous. Oh, tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. Whenever I go, I wear like 20 layers. <laughs> this is in June or July. <laughs> in June or July, yes. I am not a cold weather person, but I have managed so far. I don't know how, but I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must be doing something right. Must be doing something right. Yes. yes. So what's your, with the traveling that you've done in all the different countries, I'm a big foodie myself, I guess. What is your guys' favorite food? Well, Jean likes organic goo. Oh, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she calls it. But I really love something called sancocho, which is kind of a Dominican stew where they put in all different types of meats and vegetables, and then they just cook it for for days. And it's usually good like on the third day or so. Yeah. And it's just this thick porridge with all sorts of herbs and exotic tastes that you'd never taste in the United States. Sancocho. Next yeah. time you're there. Yeah. It's a Dominican specialty, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I have tried to do it, but he always says, It doesn't stay like, it doesn't taste like your mom's. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say also I love Sancocho. I love uh tostones, which is uh fried plantains. Oh, those are good with ketchup. Those are, yeah, Oof. those are really good. But I like food overall. I, I really like, you know, a good, good hamburger. Um, I like rice and beans too, but again, I'm biased because, you know, in the Dominican Republic, you eat that every day. If you don't eat rice, it's like you don't eat. You you have yeah. to eat. Um, uh, pollo guisado pollo is pretty guisado. good too. Oh, Dominican food is just amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. although they live, they eat a lot of rice and beans, but when something other than that, yeah. it's, it's some, it's just, it's, it's exotic because you've never had these tastes before. Yeah, and I oh, I'm love, sure with the different spices. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I love passion fruit juice. Oh well, we oh, she could go. A... She could go on for like 14 days. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, what's your guys' uh, most recent trip that you've been on? Well, we were both in the Dominican Republic during the summer, like we said, on the beaches and doing a bunch of snorkeling there, especially on a on the northern corner of the Dominican Republic called Samana. Mm -hmm. And there I go on the south shore and the north shore. And uh, yeah, the diving, the snorkeling is just tremendous and the beaches are gorgeous. 
But of course, we had to go remember that bay we went across. Yeah. In this little tiny boat, which was a ferry, it's about 24 feet long. And we went for about three hours. That wasn't three hours. It was like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. And we all, like we all got seasick. <laughs> and there was like oh. this kind of rotting seaweed in the water. And this boat was bouncing up and down. And everyone was green on the boat <laughs> by the time we got to sh- It was one of those situations where you get off the boat and you want to kiss the soil. <laughs> it was a, that was our last trip. <laughs> But the, the rest of it was really good. Yeah, the thing is, we took another route. You can go by bus. So we were in Punta Cana, and we went to Samana. And you could go by bus. But it's like you almost get to this to Santo Domingo, which is the main a city. long ways away. And then you go to Samana. It's like a not, there's not a straight way to do it. So we said, oh, for fun, yeah. let's go this way. And then we cut across in on a little And boat. for adventure. And, and for it- adventure. And the funny thing is, he was completely... <laughs> out like when we got there he was out and i had to I take like, a nap for two days yeah it just warmed <laughs> and our poor kids it wore him out and i was like okay what's next and he's like what why are you made of <laughs> she's a she's a tough traveler she went down the Amazon with my brother one time and everyone else was suffering because of the heat and the mosquitoes and the lack of food and getting lost on this little tiny boat for they were up there for a week or so. And there's Katie just smiling, enjoying. <laughs> she's she sounds frail, but she's the toughest one in the whole room. Yoo-hoo! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. The Amazon, that is one area that I've always wanted to. It's always interesting to learn about other parts of the country and that's one area that I definitely would want to take oh, a look at. Go. I get to see blue butterflies. That is, they're amazing. Like flying right next to you. And it was purple an amazing. Porpoises. Those oh, yeah, oh, wow. pink, pink. Pink. Uh, what's the name? I forgot the name. They look they're like manatees. They they call it dolphins. Dolphins. Pink so dolphins. Pink yeah. dolphins. I got to see those too. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. So besides the X-Torch, what piece of gear, and I'll let you guys answer individually, um, that, you, <laughs> that you can't live without? Because I know the stuff that I would take versus my wife, you know, definitely <laughs> two different priorities. Oh, uh, well, I like my activity monitor. You know, it tells me the heart rate and all that sort of how many steps I've taken and all that. It's just kind of a geeky tech thing, I know, but it really tells me a lot. I don't know. It just, I just enjoy it. I, yeah. I take it with, I'm, I always have it on. I take it with me everywhere I go. Yeah, and he puts something underneath, uh, like on his chest. A heart monitor when I do, like when I do hiking or biking or running. I kind of like to know that stuff. And I always ask him if he's, if he's wearing his bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually in private, though, and not on a podcast. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, all good. Well, <laughs> what about you, Katie? Well, I don't, I don't think I have anything that I, that I use. When you, when you go out camping, what about really good boots? Oh, well, yeah. Well, he, he got me a really special... Uh, mat for camping i'm a little picky about sleeping on the floor so she has this mat that's probably is about the size of a queen mattress with the memory foam and the whole thing and and it's usually me who puts it's always me who has it on our my back in the backpack and she's very happy at night 
(laughs) Sleeps like a baby. Oh, she sleeps like a baby. I usually have to sleep outside of the tent because there's no room for anyone else. (laughs) Well, if Mama's happy, everybody's happy. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. You know it. That's the world. Um, If you could turn back time, what is one thing that you tell the younger version of yourself? Oh, that's a great question. I would tell myself to work less and have more fun and specifically have less tasks that just kind of eat up your day and all that silly stuff you have to do to get from A to B and just spend more time outside and like going up, let's say this, going up north, for example, you get to the shores of Lake Superior or Island Lake or something like that. And you look out there and your brain is always saying, wow, this is just amazing. And somehow we forget that every, I forget, I forget that all the time. So I spend all this time in my office and, you know, that beach is, that shore is there right now. And it's just as amazing as it was last time I was there. So my advice would be is to get out more and spend less time looking at a screen. Yeah. And I would say, um, also do what you love to do. Oh yeah. I remember I wanted to be, when I was um, going to college, I wanted to be a journalist and my parents were like, no, that's too dangerous. You're going to get killed yeah, because <laughs> the, yeah. the university I was going into the VR was known by like troublemaker people and all with protesting so I said okay so but that, that's what I really wanted to do and I never did it and that's the one regret that I have they always say oh you're not gonna make any money being a journalist you know and so if I had to do it again I'll go back and I will be a journalist because that's what I wanted to do I thought you know I was good at it and it doesn't matter about the money at the at the end of the day what matters is if you love what you do, that's right. Then everything falls into place. And it works. Then you're good at it, and people will appreciate what you do. So, do what you love to do. That's, that that will be my advice. That's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely awesome and spot on. That just helps reaffirm what we're doing. You know, occasionally Amy and I look at each other and it's like, I bet do we want to go back to having a mortgage and you know, <laughs> all this other stuff. And we're like, uh, no, nope. you know, there's some, <laughs> there's some tough days, you know, but you know, going for a nice walk and you'd be able to appreciate what you have versus yeah. wishing yep. what you want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Appreciating what you have. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you would like our listeners to know that we haven't touched on? Well, I would like to, for you to know that we have two beautiful children we have a 14-year-old. Uh, her name is Rosia Grace, and she is a wonderful, wonderful daughter. We also have a little boy. His name is Ian, and he's 11, and he's also wonderful. And both my children speak Spanish, like me, uh, and I'm very proud of that. And that's about it. I think you got that it. That is awesome. Perfect. Yeah, and I do appreciate you guys' patience and our lack of technology i'm i'm usually pretty good with technology but uh this sometimes recording podcasts is a is a challenge um how can people get in contact how can people get in contact with you and follow you you guys well they can get onto our website at xtorch.org and we also have a facebook page which is xtorch 
And we also have an Instagram account, which is xtorch1. That's pretty much. That covers it. And also an email. It could be info at xtorch.org. And we always respond. We work from home. We're a small company. It's Katie and myself doing this. So you get an email directly back from me or Katie. And so we're not a big machine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. You that just just saying that just gave me the chills. I love the, the <laughs> bootstrapping entrepreneurship. You that's know, what of, we do of that. So, well, I appreciate you guys, and I'll make sure to put all the links in the the show notes and everything. But uh, what loved t- chatting with you guys, and you know, absolutely love my ex torch, and you know, nice. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity of sharing a little bit of us with you and thank you for you know having this podcast with us yeah, and getting that. to know us a little more and if you come over to minnesota mi casa is tu casa so come on over ah oh, perfect <laughs> way <you> be in <laughs> i think very good right <laughs> oh yeah you got it. all right talk to you guys later yeah, cheers nice talking with you bye thank now. you bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We know there are hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there, but you chose ours. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, just hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can always catch up with us on our website at unnamedadventures.com.